Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Fortinet. You give us a few minutes and we provide five cybersecurity insights based on the current trends impacting today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from the Fortinet Field CISO team, focusing on the challenges leaders will face in the upcoming year across key industries and technologies. I'm your host, Courtney Radke, Fortinet's Field CISO for Retail and Hospitality. And today we're joined by Bob Turner, Fortinet's Field CISO for Education. He's going to talk a little bit about preparing for the year ahead in higher education. Welcome, Bob. Thanks for the opportunity, Courtney. Absolutely. Always happy to talk with you about what's happening in education and particularly higher education. So let's start there. If Let's take a look back. We can see where we're going for, but let's take a look back first and understand what challenges were top of mind for CISOs in 2022 in terms of cybersecurity. Well, so according to Educause, which is one of those great uh, coalition groups that bring together education technologists, the top issue for 2022 was whether higher education had actually achieved what they call cyber everywhere, which includes processes, architectures, and infrastructure, plus the workforce skills to achieve better data protection. You know, we call this uh, security at the service edge or SASE. And Educa has also included the supply chain integrity as a significant issue for education. You know, these issues are, are, are validated through um, many of the, the engagements that I've heard of or actually been involved with, with higher education leaders this past year. I also know that having a reliable security, a set of security tools and the latest cyber intelligence is also top of mind for education. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we we talk through many different, uh, you know, verticals and two of them that are extremely important for all of them are definitely workforce skills, right? The cyber skills gap, but really the the frontline workers and back backline workers and also supply chain, not just supply chain. You know, in my world, it's more about getting products into customers' hands, but in this world, it's about all of the third-party integrations that you've had to make to keep this all moving. So supply chain integrity and security is absolutely critical. So no surprise there that that was top of mind. But what about 2023? How will this challenge or these challenges or challenges overall in education change in 2023? Well, you know, 2022 was the year that whatever the post-COVID new normal in education uh, began to really take shape. Um, I, I actually, I find that refreshing because I think that we're, we're in that uh, era of education where we're going to have to do some, some reckoning. Uh, I see 2023 as the year that higher education IT and cybersecurity leaders focus more on the how of cybersecurity. Uh, it's necessary to understand how to address the workforce culture and technology challenges, as you noted. Um, these leaders are also looking at the how to create actionable and automated playbooks, you know, as, as part of the strategic planning instead of being the implementation uh, and almost feeling like an afterthought. Um, higher education really has to consider that uh, the sometimes skewed perceptions of the value of college education is important. Some of the larger universities are, are actually adding practical vocational offerings to their cybersecurity syllabus. Uh, you know, this ensures that the, the race skills are taught and more of the lab work that is goes on in the, in the normal knowledge courses will be replaced by looking through the operational lens and using the line of campus networks as a learning lab for, uh, for students. You know, from my, my experience as a, as a campus CISO, I, I believe that when you have the practical application of learning and your students are addressing real-world cyber events, you really get to augment 
those purely technical, theoretical uh, teaching and learning opportunities uh, that are on most campuses today. You know, this this obviously results in in a smarter uh, workforce and more practical uh, skills in the graduates, uh, and they're ready to enter this short-staffed cyber workforce. Yeah, we're actually seeing this even before higher ed, talking about you know STEM type schools and really bringing in more education into the security space because that the gap that's going to be there for a long time. And I, I like when you talk about is you know creating more of the operational lens, lens and live campus learning. It's almost like you know when you first start practicing boxing, it's all great until you first start sparring and you get hit in the face. Then you really learn how to protect yourself. So. A lot can be learned by labs, but a lot more is learned by hands-on experience. So that's that's great that the uh, that the industry is is taking that approach as well. So challenges to that, right? It's it's great to say that we're going to be able to do that. I love the approach that's being taken, but what do you see are the challenges, uh, you know, that are moving up the list and that are most important for CISOs to address in higher education? Yeah, I I really think that. Um figuring out how to improve the institution's resilience to cyber attacks is is ripe to be moving up that list and and rapidly so you know the the attacks are are not slowing down and and response and recovery from data privacy related breaches is important to not only because of the the impact that has but also uh, you know to maintain the institution's reputation and be able to attract students and attack attract uh, faculty that are are wanting to have security for the data that they're bringing to the table. Uh, parents of, uh, of our students are also looking at the, the university to protect their personal data and, and their students' personal data. And, and faculty are certainly less tolerant of the uh, disruptions that campuses are experiencing through the latest waves of you know, ransomware, wiper malware, and, and those other disruptive uh, cyber attacks. Uh, education CISOs and security leaders need to better understand how to address those workforce, culture, and technology challenges, and and using that talent to, um, you know, that they're they're bringing the education to, to create uh, actionable playbooks. Uh, they need to do this not only as a strategic effort, um, not a tactical response, um, but and when when they're doing that, they need to be addressing staffing and human factor issues. Uh, I believe those are also going to move uh, northward on the list. Uh, automation of workflow, it's, it's already important uh, for those campuses that are, you know, smaller and, and just don't have sufficient resources or staff. You know, there's an, another problem that institutions are going to have to look at. You know, the college age, um, uh, the college age student enrollment is declining. Uh, frankly, colleges and universities are, are having to shift their focus towards creating those innovative workforce education offerings that go well beyond theoretical. Um, there has to be that practical application of, of the knowledge. I see a lot of CISOs figuring out how to use stu students uh, from those courses and students across the university that had up experience in coding and operations and maybe even legal studies majors. Uh, are, are able to then conduct uh, conduct research projects that need to happen inside of a university cyber team. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, it's more than just that. I mean, offering opportunities for students to do research projects, uh, maybe adding work-study to their curriculum, uh, it, it's a good way to expand your security operations staff at low to no cost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, use the resources you already have. They're being trained in the latest and greatest, so why not? operationalize that and, and I, I, me, you know me being a parent as, as well it's 
uh, it's interesting to see how much data is collected and, and what is asked of of our students from from you know low, lower education all the way up to to higher ed and in college we are all more digitally aware and and when when it's asked of hey can i provide this personal information to identify your your child in school we take a pause a little bit and ask we start to ask the why why is this needed and how are you protecting the data uh, for our children so i think it's important and critically important that that's a, a high precedence uh, for education so all right. When so when, when we talk to the CISOs that are out there in in higher education, and, and I assume this is not going to be much different than all of the other verticals that are out there, what are some of the overlooked cyber strategies or or overlooked solutions, things that should be there but just just aren't that you think would be really relevant or helpful in, in the higher education uh, industry? You know, I think the the biggest challenge for higher education, um, which is really not that much of a challenge in in other industry verticals, is developing and defining what the campus cybersecurity strategy is. Um, you know, it's it's a challenge for the IT uh, and and security leaders I spoke with in 2022. And, and while a lot of people say that's really important, uh, cybersecurity needs to be developing organically from within their uh, their current uh, and future uh, digital transformation roadmaps. It, it's a strategic intent. You really need to say where you're going and, and what direction you're heading, and and that way you'll have a better idea of when you get there. Um, I, I also see um, you know solving the stovepipe solutions challenge uh, as as increasingly important. You know the 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 way uh, a lot of large universities operate is uh, through what we call distributed governance, but that also means distributed IT with multiple different ideas on how to do it the right way. Um, the stovepipe solutions that are, are, are created out of those uh, mindsets is, is a challenge. Well, I think we need to, to uh, really look at the value of, of designing the networks and moving the networks towards more convergence between networking and cybersecurity. This is, this is not the same as the old, uh, you know, bake it in, don't bolt it on. This is really understanding how um, the how to move security planning from just random independent procurement of point solutions into a real cooperative and collective capability focus. That convergence of networking and security is is a driver for that. It removes some of the burden from the distributed IT teams. That's a that's a good effect, uh, and there there is some reduction in cost. But it's a slow, slow-paced cultural transformation, and 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 it really needs to um, have the light uh, shining on it. it. You can't let this one just lay there. You have to really focus on it, and you have to be intentional. Yeah, I agree. You know, security being intentional is absolutely important. And you're right. You know, this is slow-paced in, especially in the education sector. I think we've seen some of the other verticals where they they move a little quick more quickly uh, for, for market demand. Um, but a lot of times we see some of these technologies and some of these cultures and processes held on to a little bit more in the education sector. So, you know, maybe there's some new technologies or the new processes or ideas, mindsets that we can take to kind of protect these environments a little more. So maybe talk a little bit about things like reconnaissance or how the shift to disrupting cyber threats at scale uh, becoming more predictive and, and prescriptive instead of reactive. How are these being considered uh, as as 
accepted cyber defense strategies for CISOs in higher education? Well, so, so let's take the active defense part of that question first. Um, campuses that uh, already have that strategy uh, that I talked about and they have the technology and staff in place, they're able to quickly pivot to embrace whatever is new in, in, uh, in the cyber world, what the adversaries are throwing at us. But they're also able to, to do things like threat hunting, penetration testing, and, and what I like to refer to as the continuous monitoring and mitigation of, of risk. Those are important uh, MITRE framework left-of-boom activities uh, that can really reveal when an adversary is using advanced persistent threat techniques to try to uh, take over the network or, or just cause the, the mayhem in the network. You know, ransomware is one of the one example that carries a 67% success rate uh, with multiple engagements on a single target as a norm. I mean, that's that's just what's happening here. It's also uh, one of those listed most in the top five list of threats related to the education vertical. The education sector experienced a 44% increase in cyber attacks uh, as of uh, September of 2022, um, and and that's that's accelerating rapidly. Um, so we have to figure out how to slow this trend. Um, higher education security teams need to be using anti-malware defense that includes uh, artificial intelligence-driven detection, uh, you know, verifiable signatures of, of threats. Uh, and it also means that we have to go back and look over those strategies. What is effective about your strategy? Um, do you include EDR and IPS uh, as part of your your um, network? Do you have active uh, sandboxing capabilities? And can you map the, the the MITRE framework, the things that are going on in your network, so you really understand what is going on? I, I think that whole um, list turns into a recipe for success if you pay attention to all of those things. Yeah, because those are, you know, those percentages that you provided there, we're on the wrong end of that. We, we, we want to start turning that around. And so I think looking at your strategies, understanding what's effective and doing that, just as you said, taking the MITRE attack framework, which essentially shows how organizations are being attacked and where the attackers are being successful. That's where you need to focus your investments. So you talk about EDR, IPS, augmented by sandboxes, deception technologies, those things work. And we know that because we see that um, by aligning it to the MITRE attack framework. So Bob, thank you for sharing your insights here on uh, what we're seeing, what we have seen, and what's going to be successful in protecting the higher education industry. You're welcome, Courtney. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Take 5. For more information about Fortinet's education practice, visit our website at www.fortinet.com education. The Take 5 podcast is brought to you by Fortinet, securing your digital acceleration with the performance and skill needed to detect and prevent threats across an organization's entire infrastructure, including networks, endpoints, and clouds.